Hey, Tara. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> How you doing, babe? I am doing okay. I well, oh, you know, I oh, need to apologize oh. for la- shut up. I need to apologize for last week's show. My sound was so off, wasn't it? It yeah, was cutting in and out. It was annoying. It, it was tricky to edit because we couldn't go back and redo it. But uh, but I think you know people people cut us a little bit of slack since we're on phones and not in person. So um, yeah, well. And we have good listeners, so yes. Yeah, and it was a wonderful show. Anthony was fantastic. Um, yeah. Look, we've got some great guests this week too that are that are real, uh, you know, died in the wool activists, Melinda McGraw and Steve Pearson, who uh, who do a lot for Swing Left. So I'm very excited to talk to them. Um, They're married and and in love. I know, uh, yeah. and very good looking too. Uh, I might add. Wow, um, you're shallow. You are mm-hmm. so shallow, but they, yeah, they I, are. Huh? I'll go canvas with. <laughs> oh, hey, Tara. Um, yes, Johnny. <laughs> uh, I think the poll numbers. I think Trump's finally cratering. I don't want to like, as the Jews say, put a mouth on it, but it does seem like he is. Uh, like people are kind of going, yeah, not so much, right? Well, uh, that is my hope. It uh, yeah. it actually, I had a big smile on my face. I was reading an article and I was like, even if the numbers are are off a point or two, Biden definitely seems to be ahead of him. Yeah. And I think that people are finally seeing that the emperor has no clothes. <laughs> the, the emperor is, is uh, naked out. <laughs> The White House lawn. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ranting and raving out in the White House lawn. I mean, just And and quite honestly, I want to hear your opinion on this. I personally think the turning point was the photo op in front of St. John's. Absolutely. I I mean, that thing was the most, one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen even him do. It was disturbing to me. It was disturbing, like, the fact that he cleared the area of peaceful protesters and like gassed them and shit, and then like walked across that park, by the way, fully covered by security. Uh, mm-hmm. And then like that clumsy handling of the Bible, like it was one of his stakes that, you know, that he used to sell. It was just bizarre. <laughs> it was just bizarre. But you know, yeah. I think been, I think the, I think Biden's been doing a great job. You know, I don't know if you heard his, um, his, very classy what he did at the funeral um, for George Floyd. You know, he didn't suck up the limelight by showing up on the day of the funeral. He pre-taped it. He went and met the mm-hmm. family. And mm-hmm. I actually thought his message was really moving. And, and I, I've been saying this to a lot of friends that I feel like the moment has met him because I always felt that he would be the greatest uh, mourner in chief, you know, like that terminology used for when, the country is in a crisis, you know, and you want right. someone compassionate and kind yeah. and that's been through hell and back, which he yeah. has with all the loss he's had. I feel that I feel, I feel like the times have found him and I'm very excited about that. And I, I think he's, uh, I think he's doing a beautiful job. So I'm, I'm, I do I'm, too. I'm, and I, yeah. I honestly, I, I think that people are, when we go back to what we were just talking about, which is people seeing the emperor has no clothes. I think they're seeing Biden in a light of, of leadership and what yes. this country needs 
so desperately right now and want. So desperately. And we yeah. we just need someone to say what he's basically doing, which is it's hard and we'll get through this. And we'll get through um, it as a country and a nation yeah. and we'll do it by and and there is so much happening in our country right now and I hate to say this because I'm not taking away from any of it. It's all horrific. But yeah. I see so many points of light right now that make me go, we are going to be okay. We are thanks, absolutely going to be Thanks, George H. Bush. <laughs> I saw a thousand <laughs> points of light. Well, I think, I, I think you're I right about that. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're right about that. And uh, I just hope to baby Jesus that every single person who's out there protest, protesting, bless their hearts, is A, taking care of themselves and wearing a mask, yes. but also I hope they're registered to vote and I hope they plan on going out and voting in November because you know what? Because, y'all, this will mean nothing. No, I mean, protesting vote. great, but you've oh got to fucking vote. you got to vote. That's it. And I am That's so proud of these protesters. I am yeah, so incredibly proud of them. And it's their work is beautiful and they need to keep going. And, and yeah. I just, I, I, I'm blown away by it. Uh, I'm blown away. Yeah. yeah. I'm blown, what are you away, blown by away like, I'm blown away by like, when you look at uh, the demographic of America, how I feel that a lot of people have had a wake up moment with this, that yeah. uh, I think people are finally starting to get it somehow. <laughs> you can't, you can't just be a cop and be fully funded with all this military equipment and go beat the shit out of Americans just because they're black. You know, like, I think it's finally like, that, oh, and, yeah, and that's we're not, not right. We are also not taking away the fact that there are some really amazing cops out there. But I am so glad that these stories are coming to the front and it's no yeah. longer hidden. And that yeah. just makes me... That makes me so happy. You know what else makes me happy? You. And you know what else makes me happy? Our guests. Me too. Me too. Should we take a break and come back and play with them? That sounds dirty, Johnny. Why? Why after you just talked about how attractive they are, do you need to go there? Jesus, yes, let's do it. I've been locked up for three months. Give me a fucking break. All right, we'll be right back with our incredibly hot politicos. Uh, Steve Pearson and Melinda McGraw. All right? Yay. Be right back. And we are back with the wonderful Steve Pearson and Melinda McGraw. Hi, kids. We've never done this. You're our first couple. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Wow. <laughs> uh, but we didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want it. I was under the impression this was a political show. What is happening right now? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, politics flies straight out the window. <laughs> uh, it's like, a very thin You're talking about a swing state. What? Yeah, right? Oh. Oh. Hey. Oh. By the way, <laughs> swing left. Um, yeah. <laughs> you guys. What a pleasure to have you on. I, I, how did you two gorgeous people meet? How does that happen? How did two beautiful people uh, <laughs> inside and out end up together? And what's your story on that? Because I, I, I don't know anything about your uh, your relationship. So I'm curious. The origin Melinda. story. <laughs> yeah, Melinda, the you origin. Should, you, <laughs> you should tell the story. So when I get it wrong, I don't get in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, 
Well, it's actually, we met on, well, it's so strange. I, I kind of describe it as a blind date, but basically I went to visit one of my very best friends. Um, I was, I was out of town working on a show, but I was in town and she was the bartender at the old hamburger hamlet, Beverly Hills. Oh, and she's a comedy writer. And um, I was sitting at the bar and um, this waiter I came over. I was flop. Yeah, he was flinging <laughs> flop. Very cute, very witty. And we, you know, were flirting and um, being funny together. But I was just out of some heavy relationship and, you know, not, or I was dating someone else maybe even. I don't know. But but it was fun. And uh, and then, well, you should probably pick up from there, Steve, because then after I left, yeah, well, it, uh, yeah, so our mutual bartender friend and I would, would talk a lot, and, and she just kept saying, oh, you've got to get together with Melinda. I've got to get you guys together. And, um, and uh, I was like, yeah, sure, get us get us together. And um, Oh, I, I, I skipped the part where she came back after I, we were flirting and was like, um, my friend Melinda, she's, uh, she's really into you. And I was like, really? She's like, no. <laughs> like, like way out of your league like way out of your league what are you thinking about and, and melinda is way out of my league but um you know so over... she was doing the same thing to me for like four years for just three or four years that she had mentioned steven say he's so funny wow. you guys would have such a good time and i was like you know i don't want to get involved she's like you don't have to marry the guy he's just funny you know <laughs> and <laughs> and um so later on, after I'd been like so heartbroken and I had had you know ups and downs in my career, and I just decided, you know, I was 33 years old. I was like, I just want to date younger guys, and I think Steve was 25. And I was like, well, I called her. I said, What's the name of that kid that you know I met like when he was 20 years old? <laughs> that kid. I just want to date college boys and young struggling actors. Like I want no one to have any expectations of me. I'm tired she nailed of these it. intellectual giants. <laughs> I was her target and, demographic. Uh, yeah, I was. He was. I want you know. I just fun with the big F U N. And yeah. so, um, I called him up and I said, "Hey, this is Melinda. Do you remember me?" And he went, "Yes." And he told me later he had no idea who I was. Oh my god! I had a little oh idea. I remember. I knew. I no, knew who you didn't. were, but it was. But we ended up talking on the phone for like three hours. He was very funny. And I said, "Do you want to go see you know this mutual friend who had introduced us all those years ago in a band tonight?" We went. And we had a good time and we had coffee and it was great, but we were kind of like, you know, we'll be friends, you know, but it was, you know, it was just like, it wasn't like this, you know, violins play or whatever, but it was really fun. And, and we had a great time. And so we got together again and a, a couple of times and, and I was leaving town and all of a sudden I'm like thinking, wow, I'm leaving town and that kind of sucks. And I better let this guy know, like I'm leaving town. <laughs> Well, Melinda was shooting uh, the the really funny, if you're looking for something fun to binge on, or not binge, but just to watch yeah. while you're staying at home, uh, Wrongfully Accused with Leslie Nielsen. She was his love interest in that movie. And they were shooting that up in Vancouver. And that's when we really had our love affair because I came up to visit her in Vancouver a few times and, uh, you know, we uh. ate ate sushi and listened to bad karaoke and hung out. And, uh, and that set was super fun because, you know, it was uh, a Leslie Nielsen, you know, right. yeah. fun, silly film stuff. So yeah. that's amazing. And, and Steve, you're in, you're in the industry too, because you, you work in sound, right? So I do have that yeah. in common. Yeah. So you, you're both, so you're both in the industry. You, you end up, 
sparking love and got married right away or did you wait it out? No, it took a while. It took a while. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay. A couple years. It took about three, years. three years. Not that bad. And, you know, and wasn't, but it wasn't instant. It was like, you know, but it was, you know, definitely great. <laughs> it was the right thing. But I had a, I had a little trouble with the instruments at first. Steve never had a problem with it, but I was like, I'm 33, he's 25. Like, you know, you got to figure out what you're doing. You don't want to, you know, we don't, you don't want to be tied down yet and whatever. And right. I didn't really. Yeah. So, so, um, but yeah, so we've been married oh, 20 years this year coming on 20, oh, oh, my 20 years. Yeah. I know. Wow. How old is your daughter? Don't appreciate all the specific age references, Melinda, but yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's, listen, IMDB knows everything about us. So about everybody. So, you know, why even pretend yeah. anymore? So you have a daughter, uh, right? We do. Yeah. We have a, Soon to be eighteen year old daughter. Oh my <laughs> gosh. God. Eighteen. Yeah. She's amazing. Crazy. You guys are yeah. too young for that. Uh okay, so you know, <laughs> I, I did you so were you both political when you met? Or were you is that something that came later? Um, I would say Melinda was political when we met. I mean, uh mm -hmm. Melinda Melinda has always been somebody that uh when I say she's out of my league, she she really was. She's she's someone that is just an inspiring person who walks the way that she talks, who is mm -hmm. unafraid to express her opinions and to make her voice heard. And it was challenging. It's always challenged me to be a better man and a better human uh, because wow. of that. Um, so, oh, oh my true. God, isn't that nice? That's nice. A nice thing to say. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and obviously it's the foundation for your relationship, which is amazing. Well, Steve, the thing about Steve is that, because and, and my friends were like, what are you doing with this younger guy? You know, he was just starting out and he was, in, he kind of had a band, but he hadn't decided to be a musician yet. And he was really a picture of me in my twenties. Just saying. Well, he, besides, I, you know, being like some gorgeous and everything. Yeah, I was going to say, like, okay, how gorgeous <laughs> was he? Yeah. Come I on. Mean, He's still gorgeous, beautiful. so I can't Yeah, imagine. so beautiful. And actually, the first when I first saw him, I thought, well, he's too pretty for me. And he's, you know, he's just too pretty. But, you know, he's just, he, you know, what am I going to do with a guy that's good looking, basically? Very but, uncomfortable but the, with the direction this interview is taking. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about Steve is it's so amazing. And if you talk to him, you'll be, he was the most man that I had ever met. And I've been dating guys who were much older than me. And he was just the most mature, most developed human being uh that i met and and i would tell my friends that he seems like he's just joking all the time like talk to him for five minutes and you'll get it and they did you know but yeah. but we both also come from somewhat political families so um right you know i my my parents worked my dad worked for the kennedy administration and uh oh, for wow. aid and so i was born overseas and we were in pakistan and in cyprus and in the philippines and um, for the beginning of my life and the, my sisters went to schools over there and stuff. So they, they were, you know, very democratic and we, you know, I started working my first campaign. Uh, I was probably 13 years old and, you know, oh. went door to door. And so I was, I was very interested in that. And, and my parents were very, um, into social justice and Steve's family, it lives in DC and that they're a political family as well or were. Right. Right. Yeah, what what I was gonna say, like I came out to California, kind of getting away from politics. I could have easily done that in D.C. My dad worked for the Johnson administration. He was an aide right. to President Johnson. Um, my brother uh, worked oh, for both guys. Bush administrations. He worked for the 
OMB for Bush Senior and the Small Business Administration for Bush Junior. So my brother wow. is is the black sheep of the family. Um, and uh, <laughs> and you know, so I was I was in like growing up, I was in, you know did Model UN and debate and and was thinking maybe I'd be a lawyer like my dad or something. But uh, came out to California, found the entertainment business, and didn't look back and and sort of got away from politics and all that. So. Okay, so this is a great moment to take a break because I, I want to come back when we come back from the break and sort of dive into what sort of made you so politically active. Like what was what was the moment in the last whatever years that you were like, because I had a moment like that myself, a couple of them in my life that are mm-hmm. like, oh, no, no, no. Hold my hold my weave. I'm going in, you know. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so I want to talk to you guys about like what happened, like what got you so political? Because we want to talk about swing left and all the things that you guys are doing to help uh, turn uh, this nightmare into something palpable. So let's take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. And we are back uh, with the fabulous. Stephen Melinda, and we are going to talk a little bit about. I, you guys, I loved the love story part. I'm, I'm thinking of turning it into a lifetime movie because I really did. I loved it. Uh, I was sitting here with a big grin on my face, like I love them. Um, but yeah. here you guys are, both of you from, from political backgrounds, and then you come out to LA, acting, sound, music, stuff like that. And then um, that's going along. Uh, Steve, I heard you say that you're, you you were kind of trying to get away from that, that kind of political thing. And then did was there a uh, tipping point for you guys where you just like can't get away from it? Have to have to be political right now. Well, Steve says he was trying to get away from it, but you can't. I mean, you know, you you he wasn't you know, putting, you know, living in a box or anything. We were, you know, extremely alarmed by everything going on during the Bush years, especially and with 9-11 and with Iraq. And and we were very upset about that. And we were, we were campaigning. We were, you know, you know, calling and going, we worked, um, you know, called for Obama and called for Hillary. But I think that the 2016 election was a sea change I think for both of us in different ways, but I definitely think, Steve, why don't you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. sure. Well, I mean, I I fully was lulled into a blissful state of Obama-ness for eight years. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. so was I, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and was, was not uh, paying attention. I wasn't paying attention to um, what was going on, like many of us. And uh i was full on denial about uh the possibility of trump getting elected mm-hmm. and we had a party for our daughter and a bunch of her friends on election night after we got back from voting melinda was wearing her pant her white pantsuit of course and uh had my vote <laughs> t-shirt on and mm-hmm. uh we were watching we were there to watch the first woman get elected president and yeah. so we thought uh, it so we thought, and it was a, a horrifying night that sent us all into a terrible tailspin. So I put Lucy to bed that night. Um, she asked me, is Donald Trump our president? And oh. 
the 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 final returns hadn't come in yet and i so i, I was still like there's some you know like the rust belt still hasn't been called and there's if that flips you know i was just in full-on denial so i'm right. like I, I don't i don't know honey i i don't know but we'll we'll find out in the morning and, and we did and um and i just uh I, I felt like i had to make up for lost time and that that was really what woke me up like so many other people after yeah. that election um and uh and certainly the way that he won too was such you know alarm bells going off coming down that escalator calling mexicans rapists and murderers and and um and this just horrible um racism and bigotry and and insanity you know he's just a uh psychotic wannabe fascist if i'm putting it in nice terms so Yeah, yeah um so you know uh we had to do something and we didn't know what to do really. Um, we sent out a bunch of naive letters to various campaigns. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I wrote a, I wrote a letter to the DNC. I wrote a letter to the ACLU. Um, I wrote a letter to you Gavin, wrote, Newsom's Gavin campaign. Newsom's office. I said, oh, do you want, yeah. you want, I'll come up there today. If you want, he was like, he wanted to get in the car and go. Um, what we did was I, I, the same night when I went in, I was more realistic than Steve that night. I, early on, I got it yes. and I spent the night dry heaving outside and uh, yeah. started, started to panic. And when I went into see her at bed, Lucy looked at me and she said, Donald Trump won, didn't he? And I said, yes. <laughs> and she said, this is what killed me. She said, are we still going to be happy? Oh my God. And I said, yes, we are. And I was like, I'm not going to let this idiot and the, these mobsters um yeah you know change my country for my daughter so whatever happens now like that is my daughter will you know needs to have a shot at having this thing and so what we did the next day is we had a couple of our friends over and we made a bunch of sandwiches and took them over right. to uh to pass to, to the homeless shelter people, and we decided to just, just go right into service and uh, i had a cardboard cut out of hillary from that night and i put it outside and uh, with a big sign that said thank you for fighting for us and i left it there for weeks like yeah to just make, like a as, a, as a form of oh, resistance. I <laughs> like I had a really emotional reaction but at night as steve will tell you i shook all night i whined i couldn't sleep i had to take xanax uh, like after two weeks of not sleeping i yeah. take xanax to just get through the day i was because i really was terrified i was like he 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 and it felt wrong like something was wrong it didn't feel at first i was like well what where are the women i felt so betrayed but then i was like this feels wrong it's yeah. it and it, and the russia stuff made total sense to me like right from the beginning i was like this really feels bad but so steve was so and- proactive he was determined to find something really that he could really do and um he found swing well, and it's a really important point that you just made too, because I have to say it wasn't all just altruistic feeling like I've got to save the country and everything. You know, my wife was in serious duress. Right. Uh, yeah. My daughter yeah. was really sad and confused, yeah. and um, and I had to I had to do something, and yeah. you know I had to get into action. I I couldn't just let us live in in that you know, that space. I, I remember this so clearly because you and I met at the gym. We used to do CrossFit together and yep. we hadn't really talked that much, but I think you, I think you knew I was involved in politics or somehow you knew. Mm-hmm. And I remember you finding me right after the election in one of the classes and you were, you were like wild eyed. You were like, 
you're into politics, <laughs> right? You're like, we got to do something, man. We got to do something. And I was like, wow, this guy's in, in intense energy. Like he is really fired up, you know? Um, and I just remember thinking how great you were and how, how you were already like having meetings with friends and like putting people together. So, so you found swing left at that point. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, Swing Left. Yeah, like immediately, was, like like the first few days they launched, somehow Steve found it and was like, "I'm gonna have a house party." I was like, "Okay." Well, <laughs> okay. So, so I. <laughs> Whatever, I honey. Sure. I appreciate you making you. that about about me. Uh, <laughs> but to to correct the record, um, you were invited to a progressive group in Silver Lake. That's true. Um, oh. That's called Get Up Get Up Stand Up. And, With our by um, our beautiful friend Kira Arne. Who is exactly. married to Tom Barica? Talk about a power Hollywood couple right there. Yeah, um, and Mandy, exactly. And Mandy Baby, and she invited us, and Steve said, "Can I come?" And that's yeah. Wow. Right. So that's true. And then and then they had uh, they were basically like an indivisible group. So they had a couple of different committees, and one was the Flip It Blue committee, and that made sense to me. So I'm like, okay, so mm-hmm. uh, we need to focus on the House of Representatives now. We need to focus yeah. on the midterms. We need to flip these districts. So yeah. I started looking for, uh, I joined that committee, and I started looking for places to do that, and Swing Left had just launched. So um, I we had a kickoff meeting for Swing Left, which originally was going to be at our house but i didn't i didn't see like there was a box when you set up the event where you could limit the number of attendees i didn't oh, see Jesus, that box. Steve. how many how many <laughs> so, people so we're watching we're watching it climb and, and like the first day there's like um like 10 people signed up we're like oh wow that's really cool you know um and then the next day there was like 45 we're like wow okay well maybe we'll do it in the backyard and then there was a hundred and, and wow. I started thinking, okay, we need a different venue for this. We moved it down the street to a church hall um, that we rented out and we had about 200 people there for that first wow. meeting. Wow. And, and that's how we got started. You know, it was, uh, the, it was the biggest meeting in the country. We just beat out Brooklyn. I wow. The that's, right. Swing left meeting. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. In the country. Uh, it, so, so that's what swing left Los Angeles in our our part of los angeles began and the, out of that group came six, six to eight g- smaller groups right um right out of that one yeah group. we, we so split that, it we split it up to make it more uh manageable instead of trying to coordinate right. 200 people all in one meeting uh i found some friends including uh mandy and patrick fabian and uh some other right. friends who who took a, a pod and then we split everyone into five groups and, and, you know, got them started. Um, what, but from what that does, time I, I, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say what, just for people that don't know about swing left, like basically what is, what, what, what exactly does the organization do? So swing left launched uh, exactly like what we were just talking about in response to Trump being elected. They launched yeah. on uh, the day after inauguration day. And okay. the first mission was to flip the House of Representatives. So basically taking people from blue areas, like where we yes. live, um, and showing them where they can make an impact in these swing districts. So um, we did it in 2008. And thank you, because it worked. <laughs> it, it did, yeah. it did. And it it obviously worked. wasn't just swing left. There's a lot of great organizations no, that worked really hard on the midterms. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, as we're looking into... Uh, November, which is less than six months away here, um, yes. 
we are focused on what we call the super states. So that's states that have a combination of presidential, Senate, and local legislatures that okay. um, will have an effect on gerrymandering. So um, okay. these are, as you know, the census is coming up, which is vital that people participate in the census. Right. And, um, and then after that, uh, all the states will be redistricting once again. And so we have an opportunity to write some very, very, very wrong gerrymanders and ensure democratic victories for decades to come. Okay, let's take a little break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more in depth because I'm getting a lot of calls from friends uh, as to what the hell we're doing with COVID and how we're not mm-hmm. going to be able to canvas and knock on doors and do it the way we yeah. normally do it. So I want to do a deep dive with you guys on what Swing Left and y'all are doing, what advice you have for people that want to get involved. So let's take a little break and come back and take a deep dive on that. Um, we are back and we are being silly and we can't be <laughs> silly when we're talking about politics. <laughs> oh, yes, we can. I hope. I yes, hope. we can. <laughs> oh, yes, we can. Um, <laughs> Steve, I have, I have said this before and I think I just said it in the intro. Um, when Johnny and I got lucky enough to do your podcast. Which um, was so fun. I, which was so fun. And uh. I actually walked out of there you you actually made me feel so much better about things uh, because I had never put into, I had never thought about, don't worry about Trump as much, just worry about burning the Senate. And suddenly mm-hmm. that felt so much, uh, it felt so much like it, it was possible. So mm-hmm. I would love to talk about that because you really did. You may, I actually went away going, we can do this. We can do this. Um, Thank you. So can can we talk about that and and how that's going to look coming up in the next? Yeah, weeks? I'm so glad you got that feeling because that's why we do the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we do how we win. The podcast is called How We Win, and the, it's a pretty simple formula. We win when we all get involved, and so we do the podcast to inspire people and to get them excited about volunteering and helping out because we know, I mean, we're seeing it today with uh, Trump uh, attacking on Twitter, vote by mail, uh, throwing out all kinds of lies about uh, voter Mm -hmm. fraud that happens during vote by mail, which, you know, his own, uh, his own commission on voter fraud found uh, to be wrong. Zero cases of voter fraud from his, you know, the research that his commission did, which just shut down literally like a week or so ago. But, um, you know, so uh, we we have to win big because we know what Trump's playbook is. And that's right. to um, try to delegitimize the election and and show some kind of made up fraud that's not there. Um, right. Hold so we on, do that. Steve, I, I, wait, I have a question for you on the vote by mail issue. I've read yeah. something that the pretty much that the, the pretty much it's a done deal because the, the states that are the swing states already have a robust vote by mail system. Is that true? It's um, he he can't really stop vote by mail. But what he's doing is he's trying to denigrate the uh, he's just singing this chorus of denigrating the election. So he's That's starting, in other to, words, vote by mail will happen. And should he lose? He's going to say, oh, it's the vote by mail because people cheated. There was rampant fraud. All these people cheated. They were were fake ballots. People voted eight times. But he actually can't 
stop it from happening is my point, right? Well, he's, he's uh, going to sue in here to try to tie it up in the courts. And they already were overturned. And, right. and it was Arizona or Nevada, Steve, where they tried to block it. And they're going to do okay. it here, hoping that there's friendlier judges here uh, to their cause, which is to somehow disrupt. So he'll keep trying. But in the end, it's again, it's the Putin playbook. It's the same authoritarian playbook to, 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 to divide us and make us have doubt in the results of the election. That's harm to democracy so that Got we it. feel powerless. And so we think, well, what's the point? He's just going to say it. Doesn't, you know, it's to make us uh, give away our power and okay. uh, to not focus on the corruption and, and, okay. and by just being so corrupt. It's right. part of the playbook. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, interrupted. So, so that's the vote by mail. Yeah. I want to make one more point about vote by vote by mail, which is really important. Uh, To be clear, vote by mail does not necessarily favor Democrats. There are plenty of vote by mail Republican vote by mail states, like Utah, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, uh, what it does benefit is democracy. So, the reason why Trump wants to try to stop vote by mail is because if people are voting by mail then it makes it a lot harder for him and his uh, poll patrol people to disenfranchise, intimidate, right. and, and right. keep people from showing up to the polls. So right. that's what vote by mail does. It, it helps our democracy, helps people vote, but it doesn't necessarily favor one party over the other. Right, because right. the stamp on your, on your envelope doesn't tell you what color you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. It's a stamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, what can people that are listening now, I've had many calls saying, what do I do? Send me, what state should I go to? What door? And I'm like, I don't think this would be door knocking. What, how is it different? How is it it different this time around? There's not going to be traditional canvassing, right? Uh, It's unlikely. There might be some areas where, where that, that can happen, but we're, we're planning uh, some other ways to do it. And we've got some ways for people right now as they're staying home um, in their own living rooms to really make uh, a big impact on on the elections and uh, tara mentioned the senate like the senate a hundred times over uh, you know recently the gop said that um if a supreme court seat becomes available is is vacated they will fill it. you you, yeah. you might recall there was a little uh there was a, a Supreme Court seat that was open mm-hmm. during Obama's last year, and Mitch McConnell said, "Oh no, we can't fill that during an election year." But right. um, you know, predictably, um, they are not going to hold Trump to that same standard. Um, right. So, you know, there's so many reasons, and, and there's a great case to be made for why flipping the Senate is even more important than taking back the presidency. Let's so let's agree. go ahead and do let's go ahead and do both. Um, mm-hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, let's focus on the uh, local legislatures, too. So the, these local legislatures, the bang for your buck when you work in those areas is great because a little bit of money, a little bit of volunteer resources goes a long way. And um, it also pays dividends up the ballot. So yep. presidential gets a lot of attention. But when people are showing up to vote for a presidential candidate, they don't necessarily vote down ballot. But when right. people are aware of the down ballot races, they do tend to vote up the ballot, so it really pays dividends. So right. that's all. At, it, go to first thing people should do is go to swingleft.org, and right. um, and we have our map there of our super states that have a combination of three of those things. And if you don't okay. know anywhere to go, you're looking for a place to make an impact. Pick one of those uh, states that have all three things. So 
Um, that's Arizona, Texas, Georgia, um, Iowa, um, you know, those North Carolina, those are great places to work because um, we could flip those local houses, take back those crucial Senate seats. And of course, okay. those are also perennial presidential races. And what does the um, volunteer work look like now? People are phone banking from home, like demystify it. If I'm like a nervous, like, oh, I don't know, I'm embarrassed. What am I going to do? I don't want to go knock on doors. What, what, what am I going to be doing if I sign up? I know you've, you've asked me that question like three times and I keep dodging it. I'm sorry. Um, Tell me. <laughs> uh, and not because I don't want to take, I'm just, I just talk too much. That's the only reason I haven't answered it, but uh, <laughs> we've been partnering with uh, vote forward right now okay. to write letters to voters. And okay. these are very specific letters that are um, like, they're partially filled out. They've got like some social pressure language that we've tested um, and done a lot of research on. It's very effective. Then there's a section where you write your own message to the voter about why voting is important to you. And you handwrite their address and their name on the envelope. And we're writing these letters and then banking them. We're going to send them all out to these voters in October. Now, the research behind these letters has shown that there is a, uh, uh, on average, 2.3 percentage uh, advantage, uh, meaning that more, more people show up and vote in elections um, with these letters. So that's second only to canvassing. It's wow. more effective than phone wow. banking, more effective than texting. More effective yeah, than text. And what's so great about it, too, is, um, they, they make it so easy at Swing Left to have these tools that, and it's, if you do a party through them and you can go to Vote Forward and you just print them out, you, you put in something about why voting is important, you can be personal. And the research they've done has shown that younger, uh, you know, younger voters who don't typically get personal mail, they're just not used to it. It's a, you know, right. they get bills in the mail. They love it's it. It's very right. exciting. And also older people who are, who miss mm. getting mail. It, and it, it touches people, especially, you know, when I write letters, I talk about our daughter who was born um, very preemie and needed medical attention and wouldn't survived otherwise and how lucky we were and how, you know, why it's important to me to fight for accessible health care for every American. You know, I, right. I make it personal, which is what I did when I went door to door as well. So you can you or you can talk about, you know, people dying for the vote, and why it's important to you. But anyway, they, they, it's very exciting how effective it really is and how easy it is to do from home it, right. it's a you know yeah it feels I, really good i know my friend kira sedgwick and kevin uh do these yep. parties often and have done some commercials for you guys and mm -hmm. um it, you know this is definitely something everyone listening that you could be using your your downtime right now if you're not working and you're at home frustrated and nervous write some letters right yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. action is the best antidote to anxiety i agree I agree. So there's letter writing. I thought that was, wait, I thought that was Xanax. Is that not? <laughs> and tequila. I, it was uh, until <laughs> she went to swing left. And then he, he, he made me, he shamed me away from the Xanax into action. Because oh, he says yes Damn to everything. You, yeah. When you He's run tireless. out of Xanax, action so, is the best anecdote to anxiety. So do yeah. you, are we still doing traditional phone banking as well? Like right before yes. the election? Okay. Yes, absolutely. And, and we're going to start up those phone banks earlier than we normally would, too, because yes. we're not able to, to hit the doors. And there's right. phone banks available right now, um, and, uh, and there'll be texting programs and, and stuff like that. So, and, uh, and by the way, know, people may not know with the phone banking, it, 
nowadays it's a very simple applications on your computer, right? That you get the number, you hit it. Yeah. It's like not old old school, you know, a list and a little spreadsheet and you're circling stuff. I mean it's very Oh yeah. It's very user friendly guys and it's really not that hard to do and it's actually kind it's of not. Fun. It yeah. is. And, and and ironically enough, it's uh we're having better contact rates right now because people are home and right. and the conversations are better. They're, they they yes. actually are spending more time talking to us and um so uh you know, usually because we people... look at about a twenty percent contact rate, you know, when mm-hmm. we do phone banking, meaning, you know, you're gonna have conversations with about 20% of the people you call, but that number has gone up uh, in the last few months. <laughs> so right. that. Sure, because people feel isolated and they don't, you know, I think what's important is to remember that, you know, they want us to feel isolated. They want us to forget how many yep. more of us there are than them. And they, you know, it's important to notice what they're doing and remember we can hold them accountable. You know, yep. voting is, is only one thing. We have to let them know we see what they're doing. Yeah. And so to yeah. do that, we got to talk to each other. So somehow, yeah. you know, so people are answering the phone and that's, uh, I think something that really surprised the researchers a little bit, <laughs> you know, um, how much people I are, think, how much more people are engaged. I think it's absolutely wonderful. And I think that, especially as Johnny just said, you know, because there is the time and, and this is the time for people to get involved, especially if they're feeling frustrated because, that's mm-hmm. it, 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 it makes you feel so much better when you do at least just one thing. Even if you write five letters, even if you make five phone calls, I think it's yeah. super important. Well, and, and they also say basically, Tara, too, that, that the election, you know, the election begins to get cemented as early as now in terms of like, you know, especially, especially with an incumbent yeah. in terms of going this. I cannot have any more. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah. the page turning happens now. And then the rest is about motivating people to go and vote. But, but I think, you know, this is the time where you make your case that we've gone the wrong direction. You think, <laughs> I mean, look, you guys, this is so much worse than I ever even imagined on that November night yeah. when I was yeah, drowning in, in on the hall. I had no idea he could fuck us up this badly. I really didn't. Really, well, really I thought he'd not. kill us all, but I thought it would be with a, a nuclear bomb. weapon. You know, yes, yeah, me too. This is yeah, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to say for those, uh, you know, uh, people at home who do have kids um, or are living with their parents, it's also a really great activity to do together to set aside time on a Sunday, you know, half an hour to get your kids involved now, you know, um, they can say, I can't vote yet, but I can't wait to cast my first vote or, you know, or they can help you. They can fill out the addresses on the envelopes and put the stamps on, you know, you can get them involved. That's a beautiful idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's something to do together that's a lot more interesting. And even making phone calls, you can make phone calls in separate rooms with Jesus. Okay, here's our list. Here, you take these 10, I'll take these 10. And I'll see you in 15 minutes and then we're going to grill or whatever. You know, we're then we're going to, you know, um, make mac and cheese or whatever we're going to do. Well, you guys, (laughs) it's been so much fun to talk to you. This has been very, very helpful. I think our listeners are going to love this information. We will put up links uh, to whatever you want. So you'll send me the links and um, people swingleft.org. Yeah. Okay. Swingleft.org. That's that's the big link. And of course, uh, we want people to listen to our podcast and, and we'll give them something to do every single week on the podcast as well. 
fantastic. Yes, you do. Yes, that's fabulous too. And you, you know, guys, people, don't forget to talk to your friends. Talk to your friends about what's going on. Talk to your friends and your about, family. Don't and don't your, family. your family. Absolutely, don't keep talking. Don't let off your, Repu- your Republican family, you guys, because let me tell you. No, there's, ya. there's, yeah, there's some people yeah, who are, yeah, <laughs> who are not grabs. happy right now. Yeah, up for grabs. Yep. Um, um, I hope that you guys will come back as we get closer to the actual election. I'm sure you guys are going to be super busy, but um, I hope you will come back and join us so we can we can do this as we get closer. Anytime, of course. Thank you for having us. Of course. Thank you. Thank and we can also have uh, virtual cocktail parties. We could do that, too. Oh, Because it's 5 o'clock love- somewhere. Actually, it's almost 5 o'clock. It is now. actually. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way I, Melinda. I love you know we really you know, we we could host a virtual letter writing cocktail party. That would be fun. Yes. <gasps> you oh should do that. Yeah, that's yeah, a fun idea, right? You write, well, you we can did have you, a sip you, of your cocktail. Right, exactly. <laughs> you mentioned uh, Kira and um, and Kevin. Uh, and what's his name? They, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I almost I almost said Tom because of our friends Kira, Tom and Kira. So every All time right. I say Kira, I think of Tom, but. Um, Kevin and Kira and uh, Catherine Hahn just hosted a yeah. letter writing party last week. We did one mm-hmm. Sunday uh, in partnership with um, Pantsuit Politics podcast. Um, mm-hmm. those, those ladies and we and we talked politics and people wrote letters and also celebrated my birthday. So um, lots happy of birthday, fun- Steve. Happy birthday. I, got, I slid that in there. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, we know. Um, it. We know. It couldn't have been more obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's he lots never of fun said ways he was to subtle. do it. So you guys, you guys should do it. <laughs> never. All right, you guys. <laughs> thank you for the work. Thank you for your passion and thank you for keeping at it. If it weren't for folks like you, we really would be fucked. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for um, what you're doing. And, you know, this is what you're doing. It's very important to keep talking about yeah. it. And, and, uh, and remember there's still joy in all of this, you know, that we're, yep. this is not going to be like, boom, it's just Trump and it's over. We have to find ways to re-engage. And I, you know, it's a, hopefully the people are waking up and it's going to be a new way, uh, a new awake citizenry that will come out of all this mess. I think, and let's, I think let's do this for Lucy, right. okay? <laughs> let's make yeah. Lucy happy because that is no. what I want. That uh-huh. is what Thank I you. want for for all and of our families in our in our yeah. yeah yeah. All right, I, I couldn't agree more. Thank you guys, and we love you just, guys. You're awesome. We love you. Bye. Thank you for being our first couple. I'm gonna go smoke. This. I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Bye, you guys. Oh, man. They make me want to go out there and win the election, don't they? You know, if there were more Steve and Melinda's, I think anything is possible. I I agree. I I really, I agree. I'm really glad they're on our side. That's all I can say. Absolutely. Um, And and I think their energy is infectious, you know? Yeah, well, yes, but the, thank God I have a mask on. Oh, <laughs> you see what I did there? Oh, it's so great. Well, I think we need to host a um, a cocktail hour on Zoom 
with our fans uh, and do our do the postcard writing thing that they talked about. I love that idea. I really, really right. do. And I think I think we have to figure out how to do that. And um, just remember, everybody, if you can make sure that everybody in your circle is signed up to vote, just make sure they're registered. Just do that. Just that much right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be so helpful. And yes. um, get, just keep talking about it and keep talking and keep talking because that's what we have to do. Uh, to our protesters out there, stay safe and keep going because you're incredible and you're changing things. You're changing the world, really. Yeah. You really are. Yeah. All right, my love. Um, um, until until I see you next Tuesday, right? Yes. Um, but <laughs> but. Johnny, ah, don't walk yes. don't walk away from this. I know you're still uh, you know, all a flutter over our hot guests, but <laughs> could you at least give people the, the yes. wrap up? I think you will make us very happy if you rate, review, and subscribe to our show. And um, I don't know, I'm gonna add something. Maybe retweet us so we get new new people listening. What about about that? Oh. What do you think of that? I Fancy, love when you right? shake. I love when you shake things up. I really I'm feeling do. bold. I'm feeling bold today. Oh my today. God, you're amazing! All I'm right, gonna go knock, I'm going to go knock on some doors. No, I can't do that. No, no you can't. can't. Stay inside, a, Johnny. Just stay inside, please. I'm going to stay inside. All right, everybody. See you next week. <sighs> Bye. We can't wait. Bye. Bye.